This is the Quick Slants Podcast. What is up, Packers faithful? It is the Quick Slants Podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I'm your host, Jason Perrone. You can find me on Twitter, at Jason Perrone. You can find Game On Wisconsin, at Game On WI. We're here. Let's talk about another Packers game that did not go well. The Packers lose to the 1-5 Lions, as is always the case. Not really concerned with numbers, score, stats, not going to do any of that. They lost. It doesn't matter what the score was, how close it was. We're just no longer upset or surprised by anything that this team fails to accomplish. So there's just not really any anger or sorrow here. I think we're past that. I've ranted about the team, the coaches, the staff, everything like that. We're beyond that. So I guess if you're someone who's not there yet, um, please pick up the pace (laughs) so that what I do talk about and I say that tongue in cheek, obviously, you know, do what you got to do. But, but, but so that what I do talk about is, is, you know, it's something that you're willing to hear. Cause I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, and rant and rave and, and trash and talk down and get on the organization. This team is, they're the worst team in football. I don't, I'm not trying to gain pity. I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I truly believe the Green Bay Packers are the worst team in the NFL right now. And we knew that they were bad coming into this week. We knew that they were struggling it turns out that it's actually somehow worse than that. So the Packers are now three and six and the game itself was not really that surprising. If again, your expectations are what I think they should be at this point and what we've seen the past month, the Packers couldn't do anything offensively. Romeo Dobbs goes out after the first play with an ankle injury. It looks pretty severe. At least I, I don't know. As of the time you're listening to this, you might have more information Shortly after that, Christian Watson goes out again. Again, he's in the concussion protocol. Just one week removed from a head injury suffered against the Bills last week. So that's obviously very bad. So after that, the passing game is greatly stifled. And it's reduced to a very underwhelming Sammy Watkins. A shell of Alan Lazard who played but was not obviously his full strength. And Amari Rodgers. And Samari Touré. And to top it off, Aaron Rodgers was as bad as I have seen him play since his rookie season. There was a game he came into against the Baltimore Ravens in 2005 in relief of Brett Favre. The Packers were getting killed, and Aaron Rodgers looked awful. That was Rodgers again, but he played a full game. Awful, like a full game awful, and he said as much, and we'll talk about some of Rodgers' comments after the game in a little bit. Against the worst defense, the Detroit Lions were the worst defense in football. Aaron Rodgers... A back-to-back MVP who comes in and struggles. And I think this, I mean, statistically, this might have been the worst defense that Aaron Rodgers has ever seen in his career. So this was a, if you're grading on a curve, this was a massive F. I mean, we're talking like F minus. It was that bad. Rodgers threw three interceptions. All three of them could have and probably should have been touchdowns. One of them bounced off of a defender's helmet. So you tell me what Rodgers is doing and he's seeing out there. He's been in the league for 18 years, and now suddenly he can't gauge how high a ball needs to be to get over the line of scrimmage. I'm not, I'm not buying that. Something's what's up there. He badly underthrows a tackle eligible ball to David Bakhtiari, who was open. Gadget play. He was open. Terrible, terrible throw by Rodgers. 
It was the kind of throw I'd expect to see from a, a quarterback who rarely plays on Sundays. A backup, a rookie, somebody who's not good at playing quarterback. But it's just, this is Aaron Rodgers. The last one was a, an underthrow to Samari Ture. He had a step behind the defense. He scores if the ball's in the right place. Rodgers later said he was off balance when he made that throw. Okay, whatever. Underthrew it, picked off. Rodgers clearly looked frustrated all day. He was frustrated all day. Guys are not securing the ball. Alan Lazard can't hold on to a deep ball. The ball moves a little bit, incomplete. A.J. Dillon fumbles again. He is not hanging on to the ball very well. And as far as A.J. Dillon goes, I am, I am not on this bandwagon right now until he shows me something. You know, quad, quadzilla, quad nothing. Man, he's been a zero. And now he can't secure the ball? I mean, we don't need you out there if you're going to do that. We really don't. I mean, this team is, is bad. Play the next guy in line. If you can't secure the ball, no, man. You got all those muscles. What are you doing with them? I had a great friend growing up who was as buff as hell. And his dad used to joke that his muscles were just for show. And of course, that was just because he was always chiding his son about not doing enough chores around the house. You know, old, old school. He was it, was, it was all in good humor. You know, you would ask him to do chores and suddenly he's not as mighty, right? I don't care how great of a physique A.J. Dillon has. He can't play right now. He's not good. And the offensive line, you could blame it on the offensive line. It's not just the offensive line. A.J. Dillon is bad. And I'm done making excuses for these players. I'm just not going to do it. On this show, we're past that. These are pros. They've been playing at this level for a long time. So just stop with the stupidity. You have no margin for error. We've heard this talked about on several podcasts, several shows. There is no margin for error by this Packers team right now. Dumb teams lose games, and they're doing dumb, dumb things. And dumb teams finish last. The Packers are lacking the smarts right now. I mean, they managed just one touchdown and a field goal against the worst defense in the league. I mean, even as missing as many players as the Packers were, and I get it, they... It changes the game plan, the continuity, this and that. They found a way to be worse than they were the week prior and the week prior to that, the week prior to that. Aaron Jones went out. He wasn't able to come back. They weren't able to run the ball. They had a musical chairs offensive line. We already talked about A.J. Dillon. They finally had their top five offensive linemen on the field to start the game. And David Bakhtiari still can't play a full game. I don't think he's ever going to be able to play a full game again. That's just, that's just life. David Bakhtiari has peaked. And it's because of the injury. It's not because of his work ethic, his love for football, his desire. He came back, he played, he finished the game. He is a warrior. I love David Bakhtiari. I'm glad he's a Green Bay Packer. I want him to continue being a Green Bay Packer with my heart. My head says we've got a problem because he can't play a full game at all. Runyon missed some time. He gets hurt. He did come back into the game. Zach Tom had to, had to step in and play some. It's a problem, and this offense really, really sucks. And I don't mean right now. They just suck. We'll get to the defense. But that aside, this is the worst team in football. I don't care about the record. I don't care that you think the Bears are worse. Not right now. I don't care that you think that the Lions are, are not as good as the Packers, even though they just beat them and their record is not as good. They're better. The Lions are better right now. They literally cannot do anything on the field. The last play of the game, which was a joke, an absolute joke, almost never happened because Samari Ture makes a nice catch to convert a first down and keep the drive alive, give the Packers a chance to try to go down and win a game, and he tries to get up after making the big catch, 
and he fumbles the ball. The ball gets knocked away, and only because the Lions couldn't secure it just before the defender went out of bounds did Green Bay get to keep the ball. And now, honestly, I wish they hadn't because then I wouldn't have had to see that last play. An ass ball by Aaron Rodgers to the end, uh, to, to in the end zone, and it just falls to the turf. Game over. What is he doing? Who is he throwing it to? What is What are we thinking? You know, Rodgers said, what the F are we doing at times in, in past games? You could read his lips. What are they doing? What are they doing? Def- offensively, this team is just trash. The defense gave up 15 points. The Lions could not do anything consistently all day. Defense gave up 15 points. I mean, if you're a Packers defender, what are you saying right now? What are you thinking? What are you saying and thinking? You're constantly turning the ball over and getting the ball back to the offense, and then two plays later, you have to come back out there because your quarterback suddenly can't can't throw the ball effectively and consistently anymore. He'll mix a diamond there every once and, and again. He's still Aaron Rodgers, but consistently, this defense is just, they've got to just be beside themselves. Now on defense, more losses during the, the game. There were a lot of players that got hurt, and it's it's going to be interesting. There may have already been some decisions made as far as the status of some of these players moving forward with the season kind of going into uh, into the tank quickly here. Uh, defensively, the Packers lost Eric Stokes, a real bad foot injury. Chris Barnes had just been activated off of injured reserve. He left the game, went into the concussion protocol. Rashad Gary came out. He did not return to this game. Overall, they lost 15, They gave up 15 points and they lost. Their team lost. They gave up 117 yards rushing. They still had a chance to win the game late if they aren't the worst team in the National Football League. Jair gets an interception. It was a nice play. It was a highlight of the day on defense. Packers really just couldn't. A lot of penalties, a lot of mistakes, a lot of issues there. The roughing the passer on Kingsley Anikbare, who had another decent game, that is, again, you know, they're going to call that. If you touch the helmet of a quarterback, it's going to get called. They've been doing it for a couple of years. It wasn't an egregious call by the officials. We hate it because we want them to just overlook it and let the Packers play. We want to let professionals play football, but that is a penalty. I don't blame Enigmari for the way he played that. I think he was just trying to touch the player down, and that was all his hand could grab. That's just that's just the way the season has gone. That's an epitome of what the 2022 Green Bay Packers are. And, and when you listen to the coaches and players after the game, they don't know why any of this stuff is happening. They don't have answers anymore. It's all coach and player speak because that's all they've got. I mean, they literally are out of explanation. They're out of words. They're lost. And this is why your team becomes the worst in the league because you're lost. You failed. And I mean like legitimately lost behind closed doors, not what they're saying to the media, but they fail to correct mistakes. You fail to understand what, why they're happening. You fail to get your staff and your team to step up and improve. Even marginal improvements, they're not seeing it. They're not getting it. They're going backwards every week. They're going backwards every week. I mean, Matt LaFleur is gaining wrinkles and white hair by the by the clump. And it's almost like these this team is looking for a higher power to come in and save them. They don't they can't be believing in themselves. They can't. They've just lost five games in a row. There is nothing to believe in right now. Does that sound harsh? Are you upset about that? Too bad. That's the way it is right now for the Packers. That's the way it is in Green Bay. They have nothing to believe in because they haven't done anything worth believing in. They're losing games. So unless you're a moral victory person, and God bless you, that's fine. If you're a moral victory person, you're like, hey, you think I'm being too harsh and you disagree? 
I'm not not a fan of this team. They don't have anything to believe in right now. I, and I'm not saying they're not trying. Not yet. Maybe. I mean, but it's getting really hard to defend anything these players and coaches are doing. I think it's just pathetic all around. That's the word I'm using. And I, I'll tell you right now, there's going to be some guys that are going to stop trying. That's just, that's just life. That's just the way it goes. If they lose one more game, they lose to the Cowboys on Sunday. That will be their longest losing streak since 1988. And that team was so bad, the Packers picked second in the draft the following year. If you're looking for something to compare it to. After the game, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Schneidman of the Athletic, asked Rodgers. Uh, Schneidman was, was on it. He was not. He remembered what some of these coaches and players had said in the past. And he was asking them about it. He asked Aaron Rodgers point blank, how can you say that you believe in this team and that they can bounce back after losing to the league's worst at the time, which was the Lions, it is now the Packers. But there was a long pause before Rodgers says that he's been counted out many times, as has his teammates. He hopes that they dig deep and find a way. He hopes that they dig deep and find a way. Hopes. Hopes and dreams. And what else is he going to say? I'm not blaming Rodgers for saying that, and that's true. But how much hope is there really in that locker room? I, I would love to know what the vibe is in that locker room. Rodgers said he made some bad throws, different word. And he played badly, different word. And he owned it, right? We want Aaron Rodgers to own it and take more responsibility. He did in the post-game press conference. It's just during the game. His body language doesn't scream, hey, that's on me. Hey, my fault. Or telling a wide receiver, hey, it's all good. We'll hit that next time. I mean, you know, they're not doing anything. This time, next time, that time, right now. But I digress. Rodgers takes accountability afterwards. It's just, he has a hard time doing it in real time on the field. And, and, and also on the Pat McAfee show, apparently. Competitive spirit, big ego, pro ball player. Just doesn't, you know, it's one of his things that he just does not do very well. His, his body language is not great in real time when he's frustrated. I would love, I'd give a lot to know what he's truly thinking. I mean, that pause, it was almost like he really had to think, what am I going to say here? Because this is going to be scrutinized and analyzed. Look what I'm doing right now. I would love to know after his three fingers of scotch, what is he really thinking? Rogers, can't, he can't want to go out like this, but he has to see how badly he's playing the game too right now. And it's putrid. Time catches up with everyone. And when a player falls off a cliff, it usually happens fast. The Packers thought that was in 2019, and they were wrong. But they were only partly wrong. And then they bought back in. They bought back in. And when you buy after a stock rallies, you're buying at the top of the market. That's not a good time to buy. So it's too late, and here we are. Matt LaFleur was asked many times about his take on this team, also by Matt Schneidman and the other media members too. Asked about their lack of response to the losses. And of course, he gave canned coach speak answers that he has to give. I mean, they've got eight games left to play. I'm not faulting Matt LaFleur for saying that, especially the head coach. The head coach can't come out right now and say, we are sunk. But again, would love to know after a couple scotches what he's really what he's really thinking. But I'll just say, with eight games left to play, he is going to have to really work on his spin machine because it's the same, it's the same regurgitated liners after every every game I just I don't envy him right now it's it's not a great time for Matt LaFleur and I've been critical of him 
And I still say that he's largely the guy who has to keep things together because it all starts at the top and he's the head coach. But these players are bad on the field and injuries are not the coach's fault. This thing is just a full organizational failure in 2022. Everything is going poorly at once, all at once. It's bad. Sammy Watkins was asked about this. He's never been a part of something like this. He said, we have the players, the coaches, but it, it, it's like what the bleep is going on. Yeah, fair. Kenny Clark with a bunch of, we got to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. I mean, again, Kenny Clark just looked like he didn't want to answer any questions. He just wanted to be done and walk away. And he was probably thinking to himself, we gave him 15 points, man. They just had to score. They just only, they had just had to score two touchdowns and two extra point conversions. I mean, y'all just had to score one more time. We still win that game after playing like butt. It's on all the players. It's someone has to step up and do something big. But no one does week after week. And I'm not sure how much these guys really are caring about it at this point. When do they reach the point where they're just like, hey, I got to go out and play because I'm under contract and I'm this is my job. Like, we all have to get up in the morning and go to our jobs. Most of us, unless you're extremely wealthy or retired. And if you are, congratulations. When's it going to get to that point where it's just a job? They just show up and go through the motions. We're not used to seeing that from the Packers, but we have seen it. I don't see the quit overall, but, you know, how soon are we going to be approaching it? It's human nature. You know, when something is is crappy every day when you wake up, you don't want to do it. And and these guys, it's, it's not just like, oh, I don't want to get up and take a shower, get in the car, drive to work, log in. This is, do I want to go crash myself into another human missile for three hours and hope my crap-ass team can pull a rabbit out of a hat and that I don't get extremely hurt, injured, or worse, or it, while I'm doing it, that's going to be a big no thanks very soon if this if it's not already happening amongst these players. But to Matt LaFleur, who I, I say is, is at the top of this entire food chain here, it's your locker room. So you got to do something. This is what you got paid for. You had it good for three seasons. You won a lot of games. Now you're not winning. Got to do something. This past week, the trade deadline came and went. The Packers were not able to add anybody. And I'm sure we're all glad they didn't give away assets for this year, which would have been a waste. And I'm sure that any player that was uh, rumored to be tied to the Packers is glad they're not coming to Green Bay, weather and situation both withstanding. I mean, I said I said that we were going to start talking about the future more. So from this Lions, games, Lions game... I mentioned Kingsley Anikbare. I think he he looks like a guy that's poised to step in and play. And I think this is going to allow them some flexibility with whether or not they keep or pay Preston Smith after this year. Do they do they keep him? Do they not? Maybe they do. They've got some flexibility there. It looks like they found a player that can step in and be the other guy on the other side with Rashawn Gary. So that's that's a good thing. Samari Ture made a nice catch at the end. Again, he just needs to learn to stay down when the clock is against you. Just stay down, let your team come up and, and and pick it up again. I know you're trying to get up and make a play, but it's the NFL, man. They're coming after the football. Christian Watson, I, um, I just can't say anything. I mean, we can't get any type of read or sample size on him because he continues to play three snaps and goes out and doesn't come back. And I don't care what the injury type is. I'm not, uh, I mean, let's, let's, you know, get past the fact that it's head injuries. I, I don't, that doesn't make any difference here. I'm, I'm just saying I can't get a gauge on Christian Watson because I have not seen him play consistently. I don't know how good he is still. Dobbs went out after one play. Kylan Hill returned, very limited snaps. 
mean, we'll see how Devontae Wyatt grades out. Quay Walker didn't look great. It seemed like he was supposed to run with the tight end who was wide open on the first line's touchdown. He didn't, and so unsurprisingly, that receiver is wide open in the end zone by a mile. I talked about dealing with growing pains this season because they're leaning on rookies to do a lot of things. Quay Walker, maybe more than any other rookie, and he's a first-rounder, so yeah, he's got to play and contribute, but this was not what I had in mind. I mean, these are these are growing pains of an epic proportion that are really keeping the Packers from winning games because their margin for error is so small and you just can't expect a small margin of error consistently from rookies. So we have to endure eight more games, nine more weeks of Packers football somehow. And I guess we need Vikings, Lions, and Bears fans right now to help us understand these waters because we're not familiar with them. And they're not going to, they won't cancel games. So next Sunday, the Packers line up at Lambeau Field to take on the Cowboys who are on a bye this week. Dallas is very much in the mix for the NFC East in the NFC overall. They're six and two, but they're well behind the unbeaten Philadelphia Eagles in their own division. But the Cowboys are playing well. Mike McCarthy returns to Lambeau Field. Dak Prescott is back. Dallas cannot afford to lose this game to the worst team in football. They've got too much going for them in this season. They cannot afford to lose this game. And don't think for one second that Mike McCarthy is not going to try to shoot pickle juice into the wounds of the Packers through a fire hose after the way that he was booted out of out of there in 2018. Don't think for one second that's not going to happen. This has set up perfectly for the Cowboys and McCarthy. This looked like a big marquee matchup of two teams that could be battling for the NFC. No, not anymore. And then after the Cowboys likely beat down the Packers, and you know I don't care what the score is. It could be 10-7 to 7 or 41-8. to 8. Who cares? Uh, Packers fans get to drive down Mike McCarthy way while they sulk home after another lousy performance and look at his name on a street sign. I mean, I have no choice but to say that uh, it's probably going to be a rough outcome against a really good Cowboys team. After the Jets loss, I said that I won't pick the Packers again until they win. And they are making me look very good this season. I mean, I would have taken Dallas even if the Packers had somehow beaten Detroit, but I guess I'll I'll go I'll go 41-7 Cowboys. Who cares what the score is, right? A loss is a loss. Packers can't score points. Dallas has a good defense. They get after the passer. It's Micah Parsons. Cowboys run the ball well. The Packers are bad at everything. They're likely probably going to get bludgeoned. So, we'll be back you know to talk about that. Now, I'll just say this cuz I know some of you know that I'm going to this game. And I will, I will be in attendance for this game. And I say what I say on this show and I tweet what I do because I'm a, I'm a realist, right? And I lean a little towards the pessimistic side, but the Packers have given me a lot to be pessimistic about this, this season. But I will just, I'll just say this, as, as real as I get, I'll never act like or allow myself to not be grateful for the opportunity to be in Green Bay and, and go to Lambeau Field. I mean, there are fans who've never been there who couldn't care less how the Packers look. They would just love to be there once in their lives. I mean, if they, they wouldn't care if the Packers lost 100 to nothing. They would just love to go to Green Bay and see Lambeau Field with their own two eyes. And I'm not going to dishonor them or what it means to be a Packers fan and watch the Packers play at home. Because I remember when I first went to Lambeau Field, it had been many years since I'd started watching the team. And to see that G live and in person and walk into that bowl is a very, very special thing. And I will not dishonor that. So I am very much looking forward to being there. Am I hopeful? No, not at all. But I'm always going to look forward to the total experience 
That is a Packers game, a Packers game day at Lambeau Field in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And I said it at the beginning of the show. If we haven't already calibrated our expectations, and I mean truly calibrated it, not like, yeah, I say I don't think they'll win, but my heart is still really hoping, like, no. Truly expecting nothing. And just going and enjoying a game. Watching the best players, most of which are on the other side of the field this season, unfortunately, play a tough sport at the best venue in all of sports. And you can argue away with me, Yankees, Red Sox, Knicks fans, whatever. It is a privilege and a blessing. And I will honor every one of you by being there to watch and support this team, regardless of how the game turns out or how they play. Because we already know what's likely coming. And it doesn't mean that this franchise is poverty, bad, terrible, and going to go back into the doldrums of the 70s and 80s. We don't, we don't have any reason to think that. We can dislike the 2022 Packers, but we are still Packers fans. So green and yellow until the end, always. Next week's show is going to be a little bit late. I'm going to put it out on Wednesday because I'll be traveling back from Green Bay and I won't have a chance to do the show for Monday. So everybody have a good week. I guess make sure your headlights are working because it's getting dark early now after daylight savings has ended. The cold is coming just in time for my arrival. Very excited about that. I got my snow pants and all my hats and gloves ready to go. Hope everybody stays warm and enjoys this week. The Dallas game, who knows? Maybe the Packers pull out a miracle. Probably not, but hey, let's set our expectations accordingly. Be good to one another and just appreciate a lot of what we have been able to enjoy over the past many years and hopefully this team can turn it around if not this season real soon after that and make something of it thanks for riding along with me on quick slants a little bit of a longer one today greatly appreciate all of you everyone have a great week stay safe and as always go pack go off play action back to the throw prescott with time rifles it over the middle through the hands of Cooper. Intercepted. intercepted jair alexander to the 20 cutting left 25 30 he's got an escort to the 35 40 hurdles a defender across the 50 and into dallas territory